there are three women that discovered they were dating the same man. They all three dumped him and went on a three-month vacation on a school bus. The story coming up during this episode of My Second Half. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal, 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 very loyal, 26 years. Welcome to my second act. Like that, like the emphasis on the loyal. You are very loyal. Thank you, Don. My name is Don. I'm Caddy's wife. Uh, I've got to get control of the pantry. Okay. Because you're, you are creating problems. You eat all hours of the night because of this new sleep medicine, and then you do not put things back to the natural state so like all the kids are complaining because the pringles are they yeah the, the kids have a roof over their head okay but they the, have a pantry the pringles I do their laundry the pringles are soggy because you refuse to put the little plastic thing back on the pringles because can. it's clear it can be easily lost like in your bed covers your duvet okay and your your sheets and your, all of your pillows problem when you're there two, watching when you're watching the tamron hall show problem two at three o'clock in the afternoon stop eating in the bed Okay. And then this obsession you have with mini donuts. Oh, tasty cakes. Mm, mm, mm. Powdered donuts, chocolate donuts. I prefer the chocolate. Make a note of that if you don't mind. Oh, okay. For your next trip. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Why? You just don't like that powdered sugar all over uh, you? No, I just prefer the, the, the glaze of the chocolate icing. And I, mean, I grab them four at a time, like a claw at the arcade that goes down, like to grab a stuffed Pac-Man or something, you know, and then comes back up and just pop them in there and eat them like a... Like a Pez. That, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's causing problems because, well, but they're like, who ate all that? Like, daddy did live with it, deal with it. As soon as we get something in, it is gone that day, like a bear. There's been a concern that I haven't been rolling the top of the bag back down. That's correct. Here's why I don't because I'm going to eat them so quick that they're not going to go stale. So it doesn't matter. Just leave the bag open. There's no, why waste my time and effort and energy? on rolling the bag back down and using the um, the little clippers, clapper, clipper the clippers. Things, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, that, that, that clip the, the clasps. Yes, mm-hmm. that, I, don't, I don't bother with all They that. keep them from getting stale. Four at a time. Four tasty kick donuts at a time right here. Pop, 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 pop. The other thing is if you're the grocery buyer, it drives you crazy when people can't throw away empty boxes because you're like, okay, we have Cheez-Its. And then I hear from Charlotte, we don't have any Cheez-Its. And I'm like, okay, but there's a box of Cheez-Its in there. Well, there's no Cheez-Its in the cheese. Okay, throw the box away. I'll do better. I'll do better with that, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. It's just a small thing. Did you know that in marriages, it's not the big things, it's the small things that tip over marriage? I believe that. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Well, it's it's many, many, many small things. Well, they say it's like one of the best analogies for marriage is that it's like a garbage can. Take out the trash. Keep putting in trash, keep putting in trash, and then it overflows, and it's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you just put the trash out. Right. On the street on trash day. Oh wow, here we go. You're working that one in again. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Then, I like it. you're good at that. Like yeah. at working in slights and I'm things. Weaving a story. <sighs> yeah. Then you um PT's everything okay in the back? <laughs> yeah. Can we get you a lozenge or something? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. You're fine. You're fine. Um, okay. You noted on it. Okay. All right. Yes. So what does it say about you as a person? If hundred and sixty five thousand people sign a petition for you to go away. For you to just, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Um, if you're listening on Upload Day, yesterday, Jeff Bezos, who is the world's richest man, I believe. Mm, so he says. Um, he took his little rocket ship into space. Okay. But but 165,000 people thought I signed an online petition for Jeff Bezos to stay in space. Because they don't like him. Probably. Right. His, I think his ex-wife was like in charge of most of it. 
getting but the petition that hurt out. You? Wouldn't, wouldn't you take that very personal? Oh, I'm sure it makes him happy. He's one yeah. of those people who enjoys that kind of stuff. Okay, couple of things. Yes, ma'am. And I don't want to get too dirty here, but the rocket ship looked didn't look like a rocket ship. Okay. Okay. It would look yeah. Okay. And then the other thing is it looked like, like a penis. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> it did. And then the We can't uh, get an E for penis. No. Now if I say then we get okay. the E. You can't say that. Huh? Okay, that Is has that to it? be taken out. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Okay, stop. Why do I even start this? Because you just go down these roads that nobody wants to be taken down. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, I'll just sit over here and not say anything. No, but... Uh, you were saying that Jeff Bezos' rocket ship looked like a penis. Right. Okay. Pick up from there. But it also looked like it was on a green screen. I agree with you about that. It did I sent not you the look clip. real. There was a one minute clip that I found on CNN and we're, we're at the studio. They happen podcast network about 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta in beautiful Alpharetta. And you're coming from somewhere and I'm coming from somewhere. And I sent you cause it was nine o'clock this morning and I sent you a one minute clip and I said, Hey, check this out so we can didn't talk about basis. It didn't look like it a green like screen. It, right. It looked like something out of space jam, the new legacy, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Rip that thing apart. Yeah. Because I mean, I, it's just, I am these, and I know we've talked about it before about the space thing, but I am blown away by this stuff. Like, the 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 government, the NASA space program has had challenges with getting rockets into space, weather, this, that. And him and Richard Branson just build something like in the back of a shed somewhere and they're headed to space. It's insane. And there's no like for this one, I don't know, I'm gonna have to go back and watch. But did they do the whole thing like when when Elon Musk with the took over the space program and they arrived in the Teslas? Like, what did what did he, Jeff go in like an Amazon Polo or what did he like? What did he travel in? You know, I don't know that. I know there was a big champagne pop and toast when he when he got back. Um, and 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 his launch was on the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing, mm-hmm. and his little rocket ship was called uh, the Blue Origin New Shepard spacecraft. That sounds dirty. And it was, I, you know, you say it looks like a penis. I thought um, Jeff Bezos' spaceship looked much more classy than Richard Branson's. It looked more like a, it looked like space, you know? I thought that it was more macho. Really? Yeah. I thought that, that Branson's kind of looked like a little, um, like a little uh, experimental plane or something that you'd find at Briscoe Field and Gwinnett County. Okay, now I do the, agree with the, that. The, the yeah, it was more of a would, plane than a rocket. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I want to see a rocket. Yeah. No? Well, I hope for um, I hope for Jeff Bezos' sake that he has Prime and he can get himself back down to Earth in two days. Get it? Oh, that's good, Donna. That's good. Wow. <laughs> God, you're on fire today. Um, I read where Ashton Kutcher. Yes, he's going. Well, no, he's not. Because Mila Kunis says no. She says no. I would say the same thing. Would you? I want to have that conversation. This, well, we, we didn't plan on this, but it came out that he paid. He was one of the ones that paid what quarter of a million. Yeah. Or more. I think, was it 250000 To go up on uh, Branson's little spaceship. I mean, I wouldn't stop you because I think you should be able to do whatever you want to do. People should be able to do whatever. But I mean, I would want to know which ship you're going on. Like if you were just like, listen, Jim's got this thing and he's selling shares to go to space. And what do you think? He's been working on it yeah. in his basement for yeah. seven years. He used to work. To yeah, he used to one work more, at Lockheed. I'd be like, eh, no. And we're ready to go. Yeah, no. Okay. But if it's like the richest person in the world. Probably because really? I think if something happened to you, he would take care of me. Okay. Yeah. Like I'd get free Amazon for life or something. It certainly is a new era in space travel. Would you want to go to space? Uh, I don't think so. We've talked about this. Yeah, show. I don't think so. I've done. Um, no, I've yeah. done a lot in my life, and yeah. I, I wouldn't. There, there's nothing that I have done that I would want to take back. Mm. And that, I know that's quite a statement. Um, Not one thing. My first marriage, maybe. 
Okay. Well, but then we had, I mean, I had Will, Will our 22-year-old son came right. out at that time. Let me, let me redact that. But, um, not one thing. I don't, okay. Now you're really trying to paint me in a corner, aren't you? <laughs> let me, I mean, I'm trying to go back through my life right now. I'm at 45, 44, 43, 43. I don't think so. Okay. Well, good. I don't think so. It's because good not learn, to live well, with regrets. You learn with your, you learn from your mistakes, Absolutely. and I've made many of them. Yeah, made many of them in my lifetime, and continue to make them, and, and will always make them. As will you listening to this podcast, right? No, now. I agree. But you got to own them. It's not good to live know? with regret. All right. Would you want to go into space? No. Okay. All right. No interest. Quick answer there. Opening ceremonies are Friday. Did uh, the the NBC Today Show crew go? Like, are all the NBC folks over there like they normally are for the Olympics? I don't know. Like Hoda and 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 uh, who, who's on the Today Show? Who's who's the uh, Jenna Bush uh, Hager? Yeah, who's a? Uh, Do you remember what a big deal it used to be, and all the stories that came out about Matt Lauer? Absolutely. And, oh my That's gosh! Like that mention. was his undoing. He would go over there and just party and hook up and, um, yeah. Well, the Olympics can be people's undoing. That's when you, I mean, you know, we've talked about this story before on the podcast and no disrespect because he's no longer with us, but let's not mention his name. Yeah. But you took over for someone who on radio, you had to go into morning drive for someone who couldn't keep it together at the Olympics. It was in Osaka. I don't know. Nagano. I don't remember, but it was uh, the first time that I'd ever done morning drive. Morning drive is five to 10, which is prime time. And I was probably, how old was I at this time? Twenties. Yeah, probably. Um, I got a call like at three o'clock one afternoon from our market manager, our general manager, Victor Samson at the time, who remains a very dear friend of ours, lives in Dallas, Texas. Um, and Victor said, Hey kid, you're going in. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you're, you're doing morning starting tomorrow for 30 days. Mm. And I thought, Hmm, 30 days. That's odd that, you know, right now, I mean, seven days is your normal vacation, right? There was a radio personality, um, that, had a uh, struggled with alcohol and listen, you want to talk about owning it. This guy did. I oh, mean, absolutely. He, he, he owned it. He, he was not, uh, you know, we talk a lot about addiction in this podcast and substance abuse and things like that. And it is, uh, is a disease. Um, and anyway, so this, this personality who is bigger than life and such a good guy goes over there as a partner or, or Coca-Cola paid the bill for mm-hmm. them to go over there and do their morning show from the, from the Olympics, wherever it was. And this particular personality um, went uh, they, off the rails. They, they, they just couldn't find him. Yeah. For about two days. Yeah. So they finally got permission to break into his hotel room and they found him there. And he was just, he was not in good shape. No. And, and they flew him back home and he went into treatment. And um, I believe that may have been the end of his struggle yeah maybe? no he was sober from that point on when so he anyway uh, i did i did morning radio for 30 days because that's your stint in in, in rehab um and it was um it was bittersweet because i knew that i was filling in for this personality who was who was struggling and listen i didn't know what the hell i was doing either i mean i was 25 we'll say 26 years old and doing morning drive in atlanta uh, getting up at three thirty in the morning when I was used to getting home at five a.m. rather than getting up at three thirty a.m. You know, I mean, I, I had my own troubles. Well, what's interesting about that is then when you went back to afternoons and had some of your struggles later in life, he was one of the first people to reach out who, to reach out to he help actually, you. He actually placed me in rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a call to the head person uh, at, this, at this rehab facility here in Atlanta and said, "Listen, uh, he's coming in, and mm-hmm. we need you to take care of him." And uh, I'm going to get emotional. Because you're right. He was 
he was the one many people stood up for me but but mm-hmm. this person because you certainly did and always have but, but well but we weren't together at that time were we not well, i mean you know you were well, no. you still stood up for me silently yeah no but i mean we worked together. my first wife certainly did we were together but yeah i mean he was someone who said you know uh this person has a lot of talent and so we have to invest now these were the days when companies and especially because in media unfortunately there are a lot of people i mean there are a lot of people who struggle everywhere but media seems to have a lot of people a lot of it has to do with the hours and the things you're doing and all of this stuff the pressure the pressure and all this kind of thing but um that's when they paid for rehab so that was nice three times <laughs> uh and then my sister went into rehab okay and um, he, the same personality, he did. coordinated that because I called him and I said, "Listen, we we got another one. He needs to <laughs> needs to head in and check in for a little while. We have uh, another one that's fallen from the flock." But let me say this, and this is unplanned, but that's what's great about podcasting is you can have conversations that are that are real and that are true. Um, you can go to rehab as many times as you want to go, as many times as you are sent, or as many times as you are mandated by your company to go to rehab it's not going to work unless you truly want it to work you personally you can go all day and you can smoke cigarettes and you can sit around in a circle and tell your story and you can do color sheets and you can uh, read the book listen some people are addicted to rehab in a way because it is kind of like a respite to get away and it's something that appeases the people that put you there because you know what I'm saying? It's they're like, mark. yeah, it's like they're safe. They can't do anything, which is not always true about rehab. Number one, things go on in rehab. But but you're right. I mean, until and, and you know, Keith Urban was a huge proponent of that and remains that that you can do a million stints, you know, and you can say everything, the right words to the people in your life that, yes, I'm doing this. But until you personally make the decision, nobody can do it for you. It's not going to change. And if you're listening, there's a lot of people I know who listen to the podcast and people struggle with sobriety and all this stuff every day. It really has to come from you. Now, you can be coerced, Mm -hmm. you know, or people can threatened, threatened. But at the end of the day, that it has to be your sobriety has to be more important than the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it is a challenge, you know, for people every day. But, yeah, this person was a great just I can't imagine the number of people that he ended up helping. And you've helped a ton of people, too, I should say. I mean, you really have. Um, and I think for a long time you were, you didn't, um, I would say probably till about mm, 10 years ago, you sort of left that part of your life private, you know, but, but you, you, you started to talk about it more and I think it definitely helps people. I'm also a believer in what's called the, uh, the, the, the California method. Oh boy. And if you remember, um, who was it that did this, the, the, she kind of coined this phrase. It was, um. Demi, right? Not yeah, uh, yeah. What? Yeah, Demi Lovato. Okay. I'm a believer that... Um, you have to work your own program. You have to work your own program. You do. And if if, if working your own program is what keeps you on the uh, straight and narrow, arrow, what is it? Well, I don't know this is straight and narrow. I think that, you know, there are a lot of people, too, who have never struggled with addiction are very vocal about how people should do sobriety. Right. You need to do sobriety the way. Oh, I'm oh, sorry about that. Is that your sabersitter? That's my mother. <laughs> Is that your sponsor? 
your sober sitter checking in. No, but I don't want you to to listen to past episodes. And right now, you'd be saying, "Well, Caddy, you're a hypocrite because you talk about your you, you believe that marijuana should be legalized, or and you I, have a drink every now and then." Yeah, um, which actually is rare. I'm not. I've never been a big drinker. Actually, right. that was not my poison. Um, I, yes, I'm a proponent for the legalization of marijuana. I think that marijuana can actually help people in their sobriety, and I think that marijuana can help people with PTSD, and I think that marijuana can help with stress and a lot of different things. So I'm not being a hypocrite, and I just want to put that out there because right. there are many people maybe that would pick up with this episode or you know the last three when I've been very vocal about uh, that. But all right, but you've well, no, but you've we're also, done with this episode, PT. But we're you done. you've also I mean I want to be clear too. You've also always said like you don't hide anything that you you've done you know you've done it all. I have. You, yeah, and I have. and and God, you also don't we don't we're not you know advocating all that stuff for every kid or teenager or whatever. Everybody's got to walk their own path. But I do think that some of the most judgmental and sanctimonious people are people that have never been treated or had an addiction right. and want to tell everyone like well if they're coming out why are they having you know why are they having a beer why are they you know but it's okay then for all of those people to be prescribed prozac and you know oxy all these other things yeah. so you know when you really want to look at the reason most of the rehab centers are so full right now you don't need to look any further than like painkillers and doctors and abuse of prescription drugs because these centers are full of people, especially coming out of COVID. I was going to say that. That's where I was going is you're exactly right. I mean, these, these, if you, and we've talked about this, if you went into the pandemic struggling with alcohol or you went into the pandemic struggling with, um, um, opioid addiction, uh, anything, listen, I dare say you didn't get better during the 15 months of the pandemic, you know, because you're at home, there's no boss, you can, um, willy-nilly through your day and and you know and, and so you're right that's why there's uh, that's that's why that that problem grew tenfold during the pandemic you know and and it did let's leave it at this if you are struggling because you have helped people that they can reach out to you because you have helped a lot of people who have reached out to you and said you know that, that, that they're struggling and that they have how did it you know how did you how did it work for you yeah. so if somebody's listening and they're struggling they should reach out no and people do mm -hmm. quite often um i was um Someone reached out to me on Twitter. This is um, probably about a month ago. Guy, he's a dad, lives in uh, West Georgia, way West Georgia. And he reached out on Twitter in a, in a direct message. And he said, listen, I'm probably going to check into rehab. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm drinking nearly a handle of vodka a day. Um, and um, he hasn't checked into rehab yet. He, has, he and his wife have small kids. Uh, but I, I check in on him. Um, about every week and just, and we've shifted out of text messaging, you know, and I'll shoot them a text like on a Friday specific on, you know, Fridays, yeah. Thursdays and Fridays are rough days for, uh, for addicts. And so I'll, I'll reach out to him on a Thursday or Friday and just like, Hey man, just checking in. hope you have a great weekend. What do you got planned? You know? And he'll be like, we're going, he's very honest. You know, we're, we're going out with, you know, these friends and I'm, I'm afraid. And, and that's a, that's a, that's a very, um, that's a very <sighs> slippery slope. Well, just that particular word, I'm afraid. When when an addict or an alcoholic uses that word, um, they truly are afraid of, of of what can happen. And so it also has a lot to do with your, your circle of friends. And you have to purge. Uh, in rehab, you learn about hot spots. And it's it's bars that you used to go to where you would... Triggers. Uh, triggers, hot spots. And, and you have to totally avoid those spots. And you have to totally avoid those those people because they are just that. They're, they're, they're triggers, you know?
Yeah, I'm a big believer too. And I've told you this before, like you got to get out of your head. They say that a lot in rehab. But the point of this is you got to get outside. You have to walk. You have to move. You got to, I know you, why are you shaking your head? You well, rehab, rehab was just a $30,000, um, cigarette smoke, chain smoking. Coffee drinking. Uh, seriously. I mean, it, yeah, but it, don't just, you think, it was a like, racket. I, I think a lot of it is is a racket, to be honest with you. Like, don't you I think, do. though, that there is something about just getting outside and kind of grounding yourself and, and, and just kind of getting, again, getting, because when you sit with your thoughts all the time, you, you, you think the worst possible things. Sure. And sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, getting away from your head. Getting you know out what's there crazy is we both walked in here saying, we're not prepared <laughs> for this episode. We're actually light on content. Um, and I think now we're probably gonna have to bump a couple things, but that's okay. Because again, that's, um, that, that's why I enjoy podcasting and, and listen, somebody asked me the other day, would you ever do radio again? And I've been very clear. Um, never say never, you know, I, I don't know what kind of opportunities could come up, but, but, but podcasting is such a different world than, than radio, because you're able to have long form conversations. First of all, you're able to, to be honest and, and talk about what you want to talk about and, have conversations like we just did. So yep. um, several ways you can reach out to me uh, if you'd like at ATL Cadillac on Twitter uh, at ATL Cadillac Jack on Instagram, the Cadillac Jack podcast, Facebook page. Best way though is to shoot me a text and I'm going to give you the number twice and it's the uh, podcast voicemail text line, but it does come straight to my iPhone 770-464-6024, 770-464-6024. All right. Where were we? Before we, well, we how, talk- how did we get there? The Olympics? Yes. yes. And him. God rest his soul. Such a good guy. Yeah. You know, um, games Friday night, the opening ceremonies, there's just over a little over 20% of the Japanese public is fully vaccinated against okay. the pandemic. Yeah. Who, who decided to have well, the Olympics here? I guess the decision was made four years, however many years ago before all of this came about. Many, many more now because we're, yeah. as we mentioned last episode, yep. we're, we're year five now. These Olympics are supposed to happen last year. Georgia's only at 44% though, right? Isn't that right, PT? Yeah, I think we're we're getting a little higher than that. Okay, so I mean, yeah, you, you could say the same thing about Georgia, yeah. the state of Georgia, you know? Um, but that's why a lot of these corporate sponsors that pay billions and billions and billions of dollars are a little nervous right now. And they announced that Toyota, which is a Japanese company, right? Of course it is. Uh, they have pulled their entire uh, TV campaign that was to air during the Olympics. Okay, I don't understand that. Just don't Maybe they're not there and they don't have trucks. You know, they don't have... They're not doing big parties, but what does that have to do with why do they why do they feel the need to pull their advertising? Listen, if they called me, because that used to happen to me, like in sales, where you know, yeah. we're we gonna gotta, pull. We got to pull. No, you're not. No, nope, 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 nope. What's what has changed? The Olympics are still going on. People are still watching them. Here, here's from an article I found in uh, like a, a, a Olympic blog. Japanese media speculated that the decision was made because the car manufacturer fears association with the troubled summer games which are deeply unpopular in Japan and may tarnish its brand rather than burnish it. Well, so the CEO and and other senior execs are saying we're not even going to the uh, opening ceremonies on Friday and they pull all their advertising. I think this is, I think this is like one of those things where you like say you're going to go to a wedding and then the day comes and you're like, Oh God, I don't want to go. What, what can I come up game? with? I've got monkey pox, yeah. which is happening. It monkey is. pox is happening. It is. Georgia's at 38%. Wow, so that's lower than I thought. Yeah. yeah. Me too. So, I mean, that's that's yeah. 18% more than the Japanese people. We need to get, like, somebody, um, like, who could we get to? They need to do a campaign with beloved Atlanta figures to get people vaccinated, you know? Who would that include? Ludacris. Like, Chipper? Like, you know, you know, yeah, Chipper. Everybody leans on Chipper. Everybody, Chipper? Yeah, He's cool. like our ambassador. Exactly. Chipper, Jimmy Carter, Ludacris. 
I'll come up with a campaign. Uh, our 18-year-old daughter, Olivia, and I did a daddy-daughter date on Sunday. And we went for the first first time in 18 months, maybe two years, I had walked into a movie theater. Insane. And um, it was a great experience. Went to one of those little places where you order your food and you can eat and you know get you some snacks and things like that. I think we paid about 40 bucks in food. And yeah. the tickets were like 22 I was going to say, $100 later, you, you come out. Space Jam, the new legacy which is the LeBron James take on the Michael Jordan classic from the mid-90s, I think. Two hours long, Donna. It could have been 30 minutes long, and it would have been too long. Oh, boy. At 30 minutes. It was um, basically an infomercial for Warner Brothers and all of their brands and all of their properties and but characters. Like, like cartoons and stuff, Oh, you my mean? gosh. I have a list. and Well, I'm not going to read all of the different... Uh, the, the intellectual property, as it's called, of Warner Brothers uh, Studios and all their different entities that made appearances in the new Space Jam movie. All right. Wizard of Oz, Casablanca, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, The Exorcist. Pennywise from It makes an appearance in Space Jam 2. How? Um, there's a crowd scene and you see all of these Warner Brother characters that have filled the stadium. And, it's, and Pennywise is there. Uh, Pennywise is there. Uh, a clock Work Orange is represented, Beetlejuice, Robocop, the Hanna-Barbera. Uh, uh, Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera, thank you. The Flintstones are there, Barney Rubble, Yogi Bear, uh, Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine, plus the Jetsons. But I mean, do like kids nowadays even know who Scooby-Doo is or they the don't. Jetsons? They don't. Uh, many of the DC Comics characters and their superheroes are represented too. Um, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. Now, Olivia, our 18-year-old daughter, uh, I kind of had to downplay my it's disappointment. Like, yes, like my Six Flags experience. You have um, to say I loved spending time with you. Right. The movie sucked, but yeah. I enjoyed spending time with you. Correct. Um, but it was, seriously, it's a it's a commercial uh, for Warner Brothers. And LeBron James is... Um, I love LeBron. Maybe on the basketball court, but we're going to pull in Preston Thompson, our producer, uh, PT, because you you saw this and Black Widow yes. over the weekend. And, and uh, Space Jam actually beat Black Widow at the box office. Terrible. And many people didn't didn't think that, that was going to happen because. Well, uh, I was wondering why you went to see Space Jam instead of Black Widow, but I know you you don't know anything about I don't those know DC anything people. About yeah, that, that that Marvel DC. I, I would be yeah. absolutely lost, kind of like I was with Space Jam. But um, I saw the original back in in '95 with with Michael Jordan, and and thought maybe it'll it's be a classic. Right, I was thinking, yeah, you know, maybe it's going to be somewhat near as good as that one, and it wasn't. What do you think? Well, Black Widow was the first time I'd been in a movie theater since I think. October 2019 and that was that was probably worth it it's very cool you don't have to know a whole lot about superhero stuff I'm a huge Marvel fan but but just it's just a nice uh, it's a nice movie regardless Space Jam was terrible yeah and I'm trying to think if I really think it was that bad because the one when I was a kid came out when I was a kid and maybe I hold that in higher regard but it has to be better that's like the gold standard or whatever. Saying that you're not as good of an actor as Michael Jordan is a very low bar to clear (laughs) and he somehow slid under it like limbo did you think that Michael Jordan was going to make a cameo? Because no. there is a Michael Jordan that does. Yeah. You follow me here, Donna? Michael B. Jordan? How much do you think he got paid for that? Uh, an, un, an obscene amount of money. You think so? I mean, the, the, here's the thing. The movie's not that great, but first of all, it's not for me, and it's yeah. not for you, and it probably sure. raked in an unbelievable amount of money, and they get to use all that IP for free. That's true. Because it's theirs. You know, same with Marvel is, is why they get to have so many cross characters and stuff. They get it for free. There had been the rumor that Michael Jordan, the basketball player, would would make an appearance. Um, and there's a scene where 
who was it sylvester or somebody had gone out into the audience where all the the the, Mar- the, the warner brothers characters are yeah and says we found michael jordan he's going to help us win the game um and then walks michael b jordan who's like dude i was just getting popcorn or something you know i was just getting a refill on my drink and that's that's the high point of the movie i thought it was too yeah i thought it was too <laughs> so if you're sitting at home and you're like oh that's nice just know it does it's probably not getting any better than that did and you are y'all ruining the plot for people there is no, no plot. Okay. you couldn't no do plot. that okay. you could do that it's all nonsense did you ever consider preston staying home and watching it on was it hbo max i did that's how I watched it. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't go to the theater. Oh, so you went to the theater for Black Widow? Yes. Okay. All right. So every movie that comes out now, we have a choice. We can either go to the theater or we can watch it. I don't think home. it's every movie, but most, yeah. Most of the large. But ones. you know why? Is because if it's a like for Marvel, if it's a Disney property, they don't have to split revenues with theaters anymore. Right. And if the you have a Disney premium subscription and you watch it there, they get every single dollar you spend on that. And the theaters, as they should, are raising hell about this. Oh yeah. You know. But did you not think that at some point? the world was going to come to this where movies first run movies were going to yes be watchable that's even the word in in your home you know i mean we all knew that it was going to come to this and it's, it was a pandemic that kind of forced it you, you know? know what i think movie theaters are like this is gonna sound crazy it's almost like cemeteries like you know what i mean like because they take up so much like land you know like because they build these uber mm-hmm. theaters massive you know with mm-hmm. 14 you know there when we were growing up there was a theater that had two three four yeah. It's theaters. not a practical space. Yeah. No, and it's the same thing with like cemeteries. Like every now everyone wants to be cremated. So you don't need like huge land, you know, by Long John Silvers to bury yourself. My friends rent them out now and play video games. That On seems the to be the new purpose. What's yeah. that what's that What's run? that go for? Oh gosh. It ends Couple up hundred? if you get like thirty people together, which is a good day for me. I only have like four friends. But if you get like thirty people together, it ends right. up being like 18, 20 bucks a person. It's about the cost of going to a movie, but it's okay. your it's cool. your theater and you get to do what you want. That's a great birthday party idea. If yeah. anybody's listening and you have like boys or girls, that's a great idea. Don Cheadle is in Space Jam A New Legacy. Hmm. I've always been a very big fan of Don Cheadle. I think he's a very good actor. He plays, you ready, Donna, for this? Yes. The villain, Al G. Rhythm. Al, middle initial G, Rhythm. What's that a play on? Algae rhythm, algae, algorithm. Algorithm. Mm-hmm. Because that's, if, if you want the plot, and I'm using that in, in very, very uh, low terms. Okay, here's what everyone wants to know. Everybody's asking. Are those Le- LeBron's kids? No, they're no. not. They're okay. Not. Um, but, but everybody's trapped in the superverse of the Warner Brothers Studios computer system. Mm-hmm. Which Don, is how they explain the IP. Right. And, 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 yeah. and so Don Cheadle is the, he's the like, the, the, the man in charge of all that is Al, middle initial G, rhythm okay explain um because preston said a couple times explain what ig is and uh, yeah ip, IP. intellectual IP. property intellectual property it's you know warner brothers owns these properties because they pay for these shows to be produced so when they want to have cross characters come in because now there's a market of people my age that have kids and they want to take their kids to see the things that were good when they were kids which is why they have the new lion king and the new aladdin when you want to do that you just throw in as many references as you possibly can iron giant is in there and that's like my generation's like favorite movie they just throw in a bunch of stuff like that. Have They're, you ever heard of that? Iron I, Giant? I I you guys haven't watched mm. Iron Giant? Is oh, that like a gentle gosh. giant? It's it's like it came out in the old Disney classic, kind of the plastic box era with like Mulan and Hercules and stuff. It's it's I fantastic. Know, I, I had oh no my idea. gosh, we'll have to watch Iron that. Giant. Oh my um, Lord. You know, Olivia brought up a point watching the previews. There was a preview for a new Clifford movie coming out, Clifford mm-hmm. the Big Red Dog, which was a part of my life growing right. up. And and she said to me, she said, "Dad, are, are, does this new generation of kids know anything about Clifford?" And they I said, re, they reinvent it. They do, you know, and reintroduce Clifford yeah. to because it's all about the money and the you know getting 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 them out there. And 
selling stuff, Clifford dogs and books and things like that? Um, you know what I did? I meant to tell you this. We had a pod peep that talks about, you know, I talk about old days that reached out because we, when we were talking about the spaceship, the original spaceship, we said it was, I forgot, we were talking about when they were clapping and go, go, go to space. That was little Einstein's. And not um, the backyard again. Interest. The backyard again. Yeah. yeah. Could you know that? Yes. I, it's on the internet. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know Little Einstein's. It wasn't my year. Uh, a few things that won't spoil anything for you if you are going to uh, burn two hours of your life that you'll never get back while watching Space Jam and New Legacy. Um, LeBron James does not own the mansion in the movie where he and his family live. Uh, the blue basketball court, which was really cool, was actually built over a tennis court near Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank. And the basketball passing machine, you remember this, uh, PT? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on the basketball court, Donna, and if you say ball then a ball basketball flies out of this machine oh i love it okay it doesn't exist oh doesn't exist although they say it's only a matter of time and i believe that until something like that is yeah it's like top golf when you wave your little exactly exactly or like on a tennis court you know the the tennis ball machine something similar to that but you vote you 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 vocally say ball and then the ball shoots out of the bushes or something i love that doesn't exist uh that is not his real family uh however their names I'm sorry, Michael Jordan's family and real kids were not in the original. However, their names were used. Uh, the second Space Jam movie features actors that portray LeBron James's family, and they use different names. Those are not his kids' names. Uh, but he does sign his name as kids' names on his shoes, which I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in the movie uh, where when they're getting ready to play this big game, um, he, he, he like takes a marker and on the soles of his basketball shoes writes all of his kids' names. That's actually something that he does. A lot of times before he plays in an NBA game, uh, it could be handwritten messages, uh, you know, names, phrases, acronyms, and he wears a size 16. Wow. Basketball shoe. Okay. LeBron James. There you have it. All right. Space Jam. Don't bother. <laughs> Three steps to a nutritious home-cooked meal. Select your menu at dinneraffair.com. Choose your delivery date and enjoy delicious dinners. They are so good we're getting ready we keep saying we're getting ready to come back to school things are coming back on i just got to notice that like uh softball's coming back fall ball tennis all these activities are coming back it, it's really time to wind down the eating out train that you've probably yeah. been on and we've been on too it, costs it, you so much it just money. gets so easy and you know every time it comes up you're like oh i'll just we'll just grab something we'll get pizza we'll get i mean we eat so much pizza and pizza's great but it's also nice to sit down with your family at the table and have a home cooked meal. Um, we've talked about it before that Ken and Stephanie, who own Dinner Affair, are local to the community. They live right up here in North Fulton and they have a great, beautiful new facility. Um, so they are able to get out tons of meals. They get them there on time. You pick the day you want them delivered, contactless delivery. There is no contract. Um, people ask me all the time, what's the biggest difference between dinner fair and some other, you know, dinner services? And, and for me, the biggest difference is that there, there is no contract. The other one is that you're going to get $30 off your first order. And then the biggest difference is you control. You control the meals you pick. Most dinner fair services or dinner services send you out meal prep kits that Everybody's getting the same meal prep kit. They come off the assembly line. These meals are packed with love. These are recipes that Stephanie and Ken have curated. Um, Sometimes they use vegetables out of their own gardens to to do this because they they love going farm to table. So um, it's a great way to eat healthy. Two to three easy steps to get dinner on the table, always 100% guaranteed. $30 off that first order. Very generous offer from Ken and Stephanie. Caddy. 2021 c-a-d-d-y caddy 2021 at dinneraffair.com that's dinner a-f-a-r-e.com 
Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Again, just like Dinner Affair, a locally owned business. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville has been around for over three decades. And while they sell furniture for every room imaginable in your home, it's what Donna, and, and she learned this from her father, the Wolfman, is what they do for the community up there in Gainesville and up there in Hall County. Is it about selling furniture? Is it about profit? Of course it is. What business isn't? But they truly are a part of the 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 fabric of the Gainesville community up there in Hall County. Yeah, I don't think you'll find any nicer people that are in business who care about their customers the way they do. Um, they have so many repeat customers. If you If you spend any time in gallery furniture, you will see people coming back through the doors that are like, hey, Donna, I'm back to get something else. Um, and, you know, don't forget that they do financing there. Delivery, again, stop shopping at all of these big box retailers. Spend your money with people who spend in your community, who send their kids to the schools that you go to. Um, it's really important. And you're also going to get a great selection of furniture at a great price. King size bed for your master bedroom, maybe a sofa for your living room gallery. Furniture Gainesville has you covered. Uh, so many different brands, so many different styles, those same brands and styles that you're going to find at many of the big box retailers, but you're going to get uh, your selection and, and what you paid for so much sooner than, you know, a lot of the big box retailers, Donna, it's going to be February 2022 until your stuff arrives. All right. If you bring a truck to gallery furniture, Donna will load it up there. If it's on the showroom floor today, you can take it off of the showroom floor, 16,000 square foot showroom floor, Gainesville, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, hashtag ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna, and now ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn. Galleryfurniture.com. Have a small ask of you. Three simple things. Simple things. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast. And let's do the end of the episode because you never know what's going to happen. All right. I got an email from uh, Kista. Remember last episode, Kista Frank, who, who discovered the serval cat? Yes, mittens. Uh, she was not familiar with the podcast. Shocking, I know. Uh, and she sent me a note this morning and she said, hey, you've got a new fan. You guys are really, really funny. Yeah, that's what we And I responded back and I said, you know, I'm not. Donna's the star of the show. And you are. You, you that's are. That's not it. But we just want people to give us a try. Just listen. If you don't like it, there's no, uh, we're not going to force you to listen. And we don't sign you into a club. No. And I responded to her and I said, you're very kind. Thank you again for your time on the podcast. And I said, tell your friends. And that's what we ask of you too. And number three, uh, show the sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Uh, Dinner Affair. And the Paramount Hotel Group, including Home to Suites by Hilton, Hampton Inn by Hilton, and Town Place Suites by Marriott. That's right. That's where guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast now stay. I love the fact that they have, we have three places. We to do. Be, we have a lot of guests. All the guests. Yes. We take care of you. All right. Your hype song, Donna. We're going to add two to the Spotify hype song playlist. Okay. In honor of the late Biz Markey, I'm going to um, add just a friend. You know, who's known as the Clown Prince of Hip Hop. And he was 57 years old and he passed away. And you, you just, everybody knows that song. Can you sing a little bit for us? Yeah, you, you got what I need, because you say you're, <laughs> you're just, just a friend. friend. It's a, it was a one-hit wonder, certainly, you know, but that song. But it, but it was like a classic. I mean, it's like the classic song. Made every high school graduation yes. video uh, yes. ever produced, you know? Yes. Did you know that he was also on Yo Gabba Gabba? I didn't until you told me that. This is a clip. Uh, he did a bit called Biz's Beat of the Day. And we went through three cycles of Yo Gabba Gabba with our three kids, right? Yeah. I mean, my favorite Yo Gabba Gabba song is the one where friends don't bite friends. They had the funniest songs because whatever your kids were going through, like, you know, you play that and it'd be like this like hip hoppy, right, trippy beat. Right. They'd be like, we don't bite our friends. We don't bite our friends. <laughs> Here is a Biz's Beat of the Day from Yo Gabba Gabba. Hey, kids. 
Gather round for Biz's Beat of the Day. Oh, oh, okay. Let's all do it together with Biz. Okay, here's Biz's Beat of the Day. That's it. I can do that. Can you do that? I can. And it does it for 30 One seconds. more time. One more time. One more time. Why not? One more time. Now, practice that at home, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Just what your parents want. You yeah. practice in that at home all the time. Spitting all mm -hmm. over your siblings. I loved Yo Gabba Gabba. Our kids did too. Loved them. Loved them. And sold them live. Oh my God. At the Fox Theater. We were like their biggest fans. Those People tickets were... are more expensive like, than Fleetwood Mac. Insane. You know? Uh, but we went. And, uh, and we, we went backstage. Right? Yes, we, we met him. Yeah, I've told you the little hot dog with the prickly things. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, but we'll include the pictures if we find them in the letter. This Saturday, text left on red. That's no space as red as the color. R-E-D to the number 22828. Um, all right, Donna. Yes, I think I'll add one as well. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We got off track. Yes. What is your hype song? The number one country song in America next week, next Monday, if my calculations are correct, mm. will be the 10th number one for Georgia-born Cole Swindell. Love him. Single Saturday Night. Oh, I song love that song. A very, uh, it's just a great country song. Uh, Cole's a Georgia Southern graduate from down Statesboro. He's just a good old guy. Um, and it should be his 10th career number one at Country Radio, which is huge. This song had a slow build. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody that watches the charts very carefully sometime last week. This song has been out for almost a year and a half. Uh, that's a long time. It for is. a song to, to be out there. And then finally to to hit number one. You know, if you're out there that long, chances are you may be going to hit top 10. Probably not. But Cole's pushed it and pushed it, pushed it. And it mentioned, remember when it came out, it was the first song I can recall that mentioned White Claw. Yes. Any of the any of the seltzer. Yeah, seltzer drinks. You know? He Cole's one of those who has he's a workhorse, you know, um, but he is one of those who is underrated. Like he I don't know. He's had such a slow build. On yeah. like trying to get his career to that next level, but great guy. And is one of those artists that truly deserves to be at a different level. Yes. But for whatever reason, it's not him. Yeah. It's not Cole. But for whatever reason, he's just next. Kind of like we talk about Dirks. I know? think Dirks is there though. I think he's like he's broken through. I, I think it. But think you know, look how long it took him. But yeah, I think Cole. I don't know. I think he. Um. I think he gets mixed up sometimes with other artists too. Well, I mean, listen, I mixed the man up with uh, Tyler Farr before, so. That's true. Trying to get my song We're going to see Tyler Farr this weekend. Yeah, I want to tell Tyler that story. To see, uh, see him sing. We're going to drive up there to see him perform one song, mm -hmm. um, which is Guy Walks, a into, guy a walks into a Bar. Yeah. Well, he has a lot of songs. He does, but that's your favorite. That's why we're going, is yes. to see that one song perform. And, and you made the mistake one time backstage with Cole Swindell of saying, Cole, I can't wait to hear you perform. Well, he said. My favorite country song of all time tonight. And mm -hmm. he's like, Donna, tell me. He was very nice. He said, Donna, what, what song do you want me to play? And Donna now? says, it mm -hmm. says, guy walks into a bar and, and Cole Swindell just, you could see the the the, the color leave his face. And he well, says. Well, he loves, Tyler's a friend of his. But he right, said, but he says, Donna, that's, that's not, it's my, not song. my song. He said, but I'm going to give it a shot. And he did. So. There are three women that live in Idaho. And, Where's this going? Huh? Yeah. It's like a setup for a joke, isn't it? Uh, yeah. There are three women that live in Idaho, and turns out they discovered that they were all dating the same man. And have you seen dun, them? Dun, dun, they I look have. very similar. similar. Yeah. And they have very similar styles. And I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, they're, they're, it's very interesting. It's not like, you know, you think if a guy's going to date three different girls, like one's going to be a redhead, a blonde, a brunette, a this, a that. They all look very similar. They could almost be sisters. So these three young women are touring 
the West together this summer on vacation in a school bus that they spent nearly three months. It's a 30-year-old school bus that they, I guess they chipped in and bought it. And they spent um, two and a half months like uh, refurbing it and putting in pink carpet and uh, selfie mirrors and, and, and whatever these, you know, those, those types do. Um, so Abby is 19, Becca is 18, and Morgan is 21. And so they decided the best way to cope with learning this news, they were dating the same man, was to, uh, to move on, but to move on uh, together. In the BAM bus, they named it after their initials. They're hiking, they're taking in nature, they're sharing a lot of thoughts. Do you think, yeah. Um, it's like, it's like the travel, it's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, that movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they have this thing in common where they were, they didn't know at the time that they were all dating. How did they find out? Don't ask me. Well, I'll tell you how Please. they had an uneasy feeling. So that both of them were kind of, all three of them were kind of like, hmm, what's going on? So they started kind of like doing a deep dive, which you can do through social media and Be on Instagram that, and stuff. Be yeah. careful with that though. And then like they started, each of them started seeing pictures of their supposed boyfriend with these other girls. We all know if you've gone down one of these rabbit holes through Instagram, you can find stuff about anybody, anything, or anything. anything, what they're doing, who they're dating, right. where they are. Yeah. Yep. 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 So this guy, what's he saying? He didn't want to travel with him, I guess. No, they, 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 they wished him well and sent him on his way. So they reached out to each other like. What is it on Instagram? Direct message or yeah, private direct message? message. Yeah. And we're like, hey, you know, are you sleeping with this dude? That's not what they said. But um, are you seeing my guy? Right. It kind of went that way. But they use social media as their um their their means of investigation. But they also found out after the fact that he was dating like six other women too. Right. I mean, this guy's was really a loser. You know what they should do? They should roll over him in the bus. Like beep beep and then So I asked you and you said, mm -hmm. you know what I'm huh? Yeah. What? I asked you, and you said, you know, we'll save, save it for the podcast. We'll save this conversation for the podcast. Because I said to you, has, has something like, like when you were at Georgia, did no. something? Okay. Not at Georgia. In high school, I, um, yeah, me and this girl were dating the same guy. But that's high school. Yeah. Does it make him a jerk, though? Yes, because they didn't know. I knew. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, they, they thought that they were in these, in a serious relationship with this guy. He was two, he was three, four, five, six time in them. Yes, it matters. If you tell someone you're exclusively dating them, then would you want your daughters to find out that the person they're dating, that they think that they're dating is actually dating no, six I other see, people? I mean, when you put it like that, then no, of course not. This is my favorite part that they mm -hmm. say that they did, the ladies did. We did a lot of trauma processing, memory sharing. It was obvious that we were really cool, fun people who had a lot in common and we became friends. Trauma processing. What does that, what does that include? I think, think they probably sat around and talked about like all the mean things that he did. Did he do this to you? Did he say this about you? Did he? Yeah. They just raked him. He was probably at home like, God, I'm so uncomfortable right now. What's going on? Like his ears were burning or itching or whatever happens. They all agreed in this article. Uh, this, it, I'm seeing it a lot of different places right now. Uh, I think I got this in the Washington Post, but they all, the three women agreed that they would not use his name because they didn't want to cause him public scorn, but they wanted to tell their story and to use this as a, a way to kind of give a heads up for, uh, excuse me, for other women. You know what I love about the story? What do you love about the story, Donna? The fact that in most cases, when these things happen, the women turn on each other. Right. Okay. But it brought them together. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're, the one is calling the other one like, a, you know, you're this or you're that or you're a homewrecker or you're that. They kind of came together and like put their superpowers like Charlie's Angels against this guy. 
You know what I mean? And you may be thinking, how come the school bus and how come a trip out west? Because he told each of the three girls, yes, ladies, young adults, that that is, was his dream vacation, was to buy a VW bus and travel around the country in it. So to kind of... Well, because they don't need him. And this is the, okay. the, this is the story. If you're listening and you're, you know, you're waiting for your husband to take you on a trip, you're waiting for your boyfriend to take you on a trip, you're waiting, stop waiting, wade out into the water, go live your life, quit waiting on someone to take you somewhere, take yourself. I just had this conversation with Olivia the other day because she said, you know, if, if later, you're going to love this one, if right. later in life, you know, you dad, when you, you and dad are old, like if dad did want to travel, would you go and just travel? And I said, absolutely. You know, because you can't, you spend your whole life waiting. Like he was promising them that he was going to take them on a trip. They don't need him to take them on a trip. They can go on their own damn trip. And guess what? They all went together. So sisters are doing it for themselves, you know. Girl power. We'll include the uh, the photos of the bus and the girls. Girls, I don't like that. The, the, the young ladies in the letter uh, this weekend. Text left on red. Red is a color. R-E-D. No spaces to the number 22828. Anything else from the story, Donna? No, I just think, you know. Hashtag again, girl power. Yeah, hashtag girl power. Go live your life. Or or manpower. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a girl thing. Like if you're a husband and your wife doesn't ever want to do anything, go do it. You know, like working in the store that I work in with men, it's like I want to buy a green shirt, but my wife tells me I don't look good in green. Buy the damn green shirt. Like what is wrong with people where everything is so tied up into approval, approval or this person says I can't do this or you know, I really wanted to do that, but my husband doesn't. It doesn't mean you're going to get divorced. Go and do what you want to do and then come back together and do the things that you like to do. But if you want to wear a green shirt and she doesn't think you should, try it one day. You may like it. Yes. All right. Good episode. Very yeah. honest episode. Yeah. And again, we, we came in thinking that we, were, we, we, had, we had to bump a couple we things. We got nothing. We, had, we, thought huh? we, had, we thought we had nothing. Audio for this episode of My Second Act from Interscope Records and Curb Records, Yo Gabba Gabba, and The Magic Store Productions. This episode of the My Second Act podcast was produced by Preston Thomas, that's PT, host of the Georgia Politics Podcast and the Drafted Podcast. Both are produced through the App and Podcast Network. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the App and Podcast Network. Whoa!